0: Corson, I'm here, I'm here. We're going to try this again. Alrighty. Episode one, take five or ten. <laughs> Trying to get this new app figured out, how we can uh, do it. It keeps kicking us off after five or six minutes. So <clears throat> anyway, so here at Corson Davis, episode number one in the saddle shop. Got Coyote Valley Saddle Shop sponsors and Corson Davis, Bronx stopping Extraordinaire. <laughs> hardly, hardly. <laughs> anyway, we'll see if it works this time, I guess. Yep, still trying <laughs>
1: to figure out technology.
0: Yeah, not my strong suit. I can build saddles, and I can rope and ride, but technology is just... That's how come I haven't done a podcast yet, because I'm kind of scared on... If I can even make it work
1: yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's the thing. I guess they say you got to be ten percent smarter, and I don't think I'm ten percent smarter than my phone to make it work. So. <laughs> no, uh,
2: I know
1: that's fast. Yeah. So anyway, you got day working for Dan today. Yesterday, yep. too, I guess. Yep. Got some there go. Hey, oh, good. We got some stuff sorted and shipped, and uh, was able to take. Uh, a colt out there that first day on the job and got them gathering some pretty rough country and then into the corrals and on some cows and did some sorting on them for the first time so it was a successful couple of days
0: Heck yeah it's top him off too You start saying earlier
1: yeah i went to top him off at the house in the corrals before i headed out that way and yeah my fiance sophia rode my colt saddle the last I guess since I'd ridden it. And uh I went to step on and I was wearing long jongs and leggings and stuff all <laughs> morning. So I didn't know if the horse had gotten taller or I was just less flexible. And when I got my other foot in the stirrup, I realized I was not in the right saddle and he bogged his head and went to bucking and every time he'd hop, I about spurred myself in the back of my thigh and I was able to somehow get a road and by the time he finally quit, I was able to step off and fix my stirrups, but I was I was not real thrilled this morning.
0: So, Sophia probably didn't laugh at all either, I suppose.
1: No. I uh, <laughs> went in the house and told her if it ever happens again, she better get real good at riding bareback because we're not sharing saddles anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, at least you got covered.
1: cover. Yeah. Yeah. By the grace of God, it was a miracle. <laughs> I used to ride Ranch Bronx and all that fun stuff too, though, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. I dabbled in it. Uh, never never got real good, but covered my fair share and retired early before I got hurt and crippled up. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So there rode a handful
0: of them. My percentage is half and half so far. That's, that's probably about where I'm at. <laughs> at, but. i could i could ride like a son of a bitch amazing the and shoot it's when they open the gate i had my problem
1: yeah exactly exactly <laughs> they say getting on to the hard part but for me that was easy it was staying yeah that was hard yeah i don't
0: know that's that was always my deal just getting down on one like getting to the rodeo or the range rodeo whatever and getting down on one was the hard part after you get on them, you know, everything just muscle memory after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Instincts take over and fear goes out the door. That is true. Yeah. That is. That was my experience, at least. I had a lot of fun with it, but I don't know. I don't know if I could do it hard and heavy still.
0: That's for sure. (laughs) I know, it. I, i'd like to get on some more but it's just the hell of it you know full-time in the saddle shop i don't have insurance and it ain't like you know if i get my hand stepped on or break an arm or whatever you know it ain't like i can just call somebody and have them come do my job right kind of bust up my yeah. hands pretty well out for a couple months seemed like was yeah. last year i ended up I cut the tendon off my thumb, so I was one-handed, and
1: that took me back a long ways. Well, try to avoid that if I can. Like, yeah, that, but too, like when you're a single guy, it's a lot easier to get hurt and figure out oh, how yeah. to get by. But when you got,
0: yeah, and it, all kind of what I just got going too is I just had Riata. You know, she's pretty little. You, you make your living with your hands, and
1: yeah, yeah. It becomes less about what we want to do, more about the right thing to do. I guess the older we get. Yeah, yeah. Probably for the sucks. Best.
0: Yeah, for the best. I still got got some froggy horses. I got my good horse. He's I don't know, he's bucked every since I've had him. Pretty much just. But he's honest about it. I don't mind one that's honest. You know, you can get screwed down and fake it's that first step. If you can make it past that first step, you're usually all
1: right. That's what Russ and I were talking about today. Like that cult of mine, he bucks when I first get on him. And if he doesn't do it right away, he's not going to do it. And I can handle that. And that's what yeah. Russ is saying too. Like if they're honest about it, I can put up with it to an extent. But
0: You're right. Yeah. Well, as long as they got something going for them too, you know. I mean, they're just counterfeit, and they they ain't cowy, and that makes a big difference too on whether or not you want to put
1: up with them. Oh yeah, yeah. But like I said, when they're honest, it kind of just is who they are, and you gotta be okay with that, or get rid of them, I guess. Right. Someone's got to ride horses like that. So I guess it might as well.
0: That's what he is. Hell, I think more people knew him than they knew me. We go to a ranch rodeo and you just walk him out and top him off in the arena. And, you know, like I said, everybody know if I was riding my gray horse, they'd keep him off the fences for me or, you know, off the cars every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to get there early enough I could top him off in the arena every once in a while you get there get a guy on either side of you to keep you away from bouncing off nice pickups but But it's one of them deals you either get your Mm -hmm. you untie that knot right
1: away or it might come untied somewhere during the day and you're not expecting it yep that's the way I look at it too we're going to deal with it let's get it out of the way and then we can yep. go on about our day and have a good, good, enjoyable time. But <laughs> yeah. when you're continually yep. having to make bronc rides throughout an entire day, it becomes less fun. That is for sure.
0: Yeah, just something stupid, you know. do uh, all helped rust that Colt he ride, and He got along fine and some sagebrush brushed up underneath of him. And that's what cut him into. And a crap like that ain't much fun. No. He can crawl on them and they're honest about it. That don't bother me much. So nope. kinda of fun. It used to be a lot of fun. Now I'm in the shop all the time. Man, you're not you're not in shape and and your your muscle memory ain't quite there. Like my mind knows what to do, but my legs and my hands
1: just ain't quite making it fast as my mind
2: did,
0: Well,
1: that was like oh, I guess it would have been two years ago now. I had a big buckskin colt that I was starting and first ride he bogged his head in the round pen and went to buck him pretty hard I was lifting with lifting on him and I got two hernias, bilateral hernias, and ended up having to have surgery. <laughs> but I was out for like four months. And the next time I climbed on a horse, I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. My balance and timing and everything was all off. Oh head. yeah. It broke horse. And I couldn't ride Yeah. It, it felt like a gunsel, But it just Oh yeah. It's crazy. It doesn't take all that much time to lose the little things if you're not doing oh, it all yeah. the you time, just... your timing and balance and all that, it goes out the window.
0: Yeah. You just can't slow it down like when you're doing it all the time. And like I said, your mind knows what you need to be doing, it's just your body just ain't quite going fast enough, seem like.
1: No, that's exactly right. It's the same way and a lot of things I can remember after I uh, stopped wrestling in college is like eighteen months later and I think I was wrestling with one of my brothers. they needed to work out and wrestle with them. my my mind saw everything I needed to do, but my body just couldn't do it and the time it needed to. exactly and I yeah, hell I spent a lot of time wrestling more time than I probably should have my entire life, and it only took yeah took a year for me to lose it all. My time oh yeah, it's like that with anything I suppose in life. It doesn't matter if you're a mechanic, a cowboy or anything.
0: You'll well, even just like being in here, it. you know, yeah, I'll I'll draw, I get drawn floral quite a bit, and I'll go for a week, I'll do a lot of floral, and everything flows pretty nice, you know, and you, you don't take much time to do it, and then I'll go a couple weeks or a month or whatever just building stuff, and I don't do much carving, and you go back into it, and it's, you know what it needs to look like, but it's just hard to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm kind of chicken anymore, I'll, I'll admit it. I'll, I'll cinch up old Pecos, and I'll kick him in the round pen. I, I'll be a puss, I don't care. That, that ground hurts
1: anymore. <laughs> it gets harder and harder he, every he wants you to, get older, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, if he wants to get it on the round pen, go for it, dude. That's, that's what I got to do, because I just can't ride like I used to. Yep. yep. I know.
1: me on him before i step on <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i've I was had a brandon one time when this guy showed up He had his horse tied on the side of his trailer and he'd lived I don't know, a couple miles away but by the time he got there old horse horse he'd he already covered the circle yeah i'm too damn old to get on them sons of bitches i'll get it out of them on the way over he says <laughs> yeah, I made fun of him then, but it
1: makes a lot more sense now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: What did they say think smarter, not harder.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh man, yeah. It's those- like them guys that'll tie a oh they'll tie oh truck tires or something on the side of their saddles and start a lot of colts. You know, let them tires get the whopping on them and. Take the fire out of them before they crawl on. Not a real cowboy, but you know what? After a while, you get your head slammed in the dirt enough, you start thinking of better ways to do shit. Yeah, that
1: is true. I don't know if I've gotten that smart yet. I. I just
0: I they don't even have to do it so much with smart, it's just your your pride won't let you do that just yet. Yeah,
1: probably not quite yet. I have a hard time spending too much time on the ground with one. Feel like I'm just wasting wasting days. Oh yeah. Especially like videos. I ride a fair amount of outside horses and someone sends you a horse for thirty days and when they send me a horse for thirty days, that means thirty rides, so if I spend two weeks on the ground with them before I step on their back, well, now they're here for six or six weeks instead of a month, and right. that's my hay and my bill and my time that I'm not getting compensated for. Is if I just do it, do it the way I guess I've learned how to yeah. do it, which is get them to where you can saddle them and step on, yeah. and deal with everything else later.
0: Well, them horses learn hell of a lot more. On you know, following a cow than they ever weld around, did. Yep. Yep. that is, and it makes more sense to them. You know, It cow turns back and you're pulling on the head and booting one in the ribs, well, that makes a lot more sense than turning one into the fence. It's just they don't know what's going on, right? I mean, they, I mean, to an extent, they do, but they don't have the effort into it if they don't have to chase that cow down and bring her back. They're just turning on the fence. I mean, there's a lot of form and stuff going on. They need to be able to do that. But as far as, you know, your ranch ponies, getting them out there and getting them on cows, you know, two or three rides in a round pen, maybe once or twice in the arena, get them out, get them moving forward.
2: Yeah,
1: do something on them. Because like you're saying, man, I, if I spend too much time inside on one, well, then I start getting in my head. So I start pulling and kicking on him, trying to get him right, but they don't know why the hell I'm asking them to do it, and I don't even know why I'm asking them to do it. We're not even <laughs> doing the job. Like it just yeah. I could tell the difference from today on my colt. First time doing a job, it was the best he'd ever moved around when he could see a cow in front of him, and he's pretty naturally cow-y, which I found out today, which right. is exciting, and he kind of wants to lock on to one, but. It was like he understood it, and he'd get less pissy with me for kicking on him and pulling on him, and like uh, he understood what we were doing. and All of a sudden, you don't have to pull and kick on him anymore.
0: Oh yeah, they they got a job. They know what's going on. That everything just makes so much more sense to them. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: You can you can teach somebody all you want to, but when it comes to the real world, you know that kind of muscle memory, I guess. That, um they have the drive that after like even with saddles and everything, somebody could teach me how to do something over and over and over. But if I don't know why I'm doing it that way and the reasons, you know, if I do it a different way, the consequences later down the road, you know, they have to I have to know why I'm doing it that way and you know, maybe I can improve on it too. Right. But same way with a horse it, if they have a reason to do something, they know why they need to get get on, you know, get their ass in the ground and spin and get in front of one and bring it back so they don't have to chase it a quarter mile before they, you know, get around it for real. Yep. Yeah. They figure that out. And they'll do that in the in the corrals, too. They'll get lazy on you because they know they don't have to chase the sucker around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. like, oh, we might not get there quite in time, but you know how far to go. So.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I think back to school and whatnot and you can watch a teacher do something on a whiteboard as many times as you want it, but until you do it and see the results in front of you on a piece of paper, I didn't learn anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same way. Same way with Colts and everything else.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. Well, so much of that cult starting the- You'll talk to somebody, well, you ain't even good at this, or, you know, they'll be getting after their cult for something that they're not set up to do. Right. I mean, you can't you can't expect a kid to learn how to read if they don't know the alphabet first. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: You, you got you to gotta teach them the steps to get up to that point. And you, I mean, you hear the booting on the one, you might be able to get them to do it, but they ain't going to want to do it for you for one and two you know like i said they don't have a reason to do it they're just trying to get away from you and not work for you
1: exactly yep no it's uh it's a lot of fun and can be really rewarding but it can sure be frustrating too right oh yeah Yeah. i enjoy it that's for sure and, but I enjoy, yeah. I enjoy it when i get jobs to do off of them i don't enjoy being yep. on one all the time so yeah, I mean, you can make a horse day
0: working because you don't have a choice. Yeah. It's You got you know, you know to rope that cow. I don't care if you got two rides or 20 or 200. You got
1: to get that job done one way or the other. It might get a little western, but well, yeah. that's all right, too. That's the thing. Like this last, uh, it would have been when we were pulling bulls, I guess. We were going to go out and sort bulls, and I was riding a coming four-year-old, and he's a real gentle, gentle, gentle horse, and... Rides around all right, but, you know, I didn't want to be roping bulls necessarily off of him, but that was the horse I rode that day, and we ended up having to rope and tie two bulls down to get them in the trailer to get them home because they're away, like, 14 miles away from the next pasture that they needed to go to, and it was, you know, you could either cancel on your job and not do what you showed up to do, or you figure out a way to get it done.
0: yeah yeah well that that's what makes them horses i mean when you have to do a job you kind of got to cowboy up and make it happen you don't well hang on a minute i haven't done enough (laughs) groundwork yeah i haven't thrown a rope on him yet hang on a minute i'll come back in two days no
1: jerk your rope down and let's see what happens that's uh yeah i don't know the guys that i guess I learned a lot from because I didn't grow up cowboy or anything. I was kind of it didn't matter what you're riding. We did what had to be done, and there's a lot yeah. of times, especially yeah. to go where I probably didn't have the abilities to do what needed to be done. But I had my horse was a hell of a lot better at it than I was. But I had to figure out how to do it, and now sure. it's the same thing when you're at a young horse, they got to figure out what they have to do because that's what we're doing, and there's yeah. ways to definitely set yep. them up for success and there's, but at the end of the. versus to make a living. Well, you got to figure out how to get it done.
0: Right. Yeah. That's it. You know, I don't know. We probably, we probably have, you know, maybe two listeners by now, but <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, I mean, I don't take everything we say to the heart either. You got to be able to figure out how you do your stuff. No, oh, yeah, that's the thing. I guarantee you, if you go to, if you're going to be day working for me, I expect you to get the job done. I don't want to have to, you know. Otherwise, why did I, why did I hire yeah.
1: you? And that—that's the thing. The way I learned how to ride colts might not be the right way to do it, or it might not be the best way to do it, or whatever. But it's how I do it, and it might be a little. It might be slow to some people. It may be way too fast for some people. It may be too soft for some people. It may be rougher for other people. But it's the way I do it. And uh, yeah, like you said, that doesn't mean it's the way to do it or the way listeners should do it or whatever. I mean,
0: it's just right. You gotta find what works for you,
2: you
1: know. And the only way to find out and there's certain for people is that... to do it a lot. Right, fail a lot. Yep. I mean, yeah. I yep. was like, Robert Borg was the <laughs> guy that taught me how to ride him. And when I started hanging out with him, I was way too green to be getting on Colts. And, I mean, he's as cowboy as it gets. And especially back then, I mean, we went fast. And I spent more time on the bottom of a round. in the dirt that's just kind of for me and right i've taken what he taught me and that's kind of how i do it yeah
0: yeah that's i was pretty fortunate you know i'm fifth generation on our family place and just you know I, i never learned how to ride or you know there was never a day that okay we're gonna start riding this is how you do it. i just grew up i never um I guess you could say it's natural or whatever. I never actually had a day that somebody taught me how to ride. And I'm pretty dang fortunate in that aspect that I just grew up doing it. And so I could always ride. And then you start focusing more on roping and stuff like that. If if you can ride and kind of handle your horse. And growing up, I mean, we didn't always do it the right way either. I, I learned a heck of a lot. You know, I it, it's the same way with leather work or anything else. If you start thinking that you're good, you might as well just quit because you're going to get oh, humbled. Yeah. Yep. That's. There's always somebody better than you and you know, always something to learn, you know.
1: You, you can't ever stop no. learning. And that's with anything in life, you know. like As soon as you get complacent and think you're good enough, you're going to get passed with the people you are better than and be left in the dirt and that yep. there's no way to grow in anything
0: yep you know and... well, i was talking to a gal the other day and said something oh you're doing great leather work or whatever now well, you know I, I do okay and i get enough to fool some people to buy some stuff and and said oh no you're you're really good and all this and I said, "Yeah, but you're really good uh, at horsemanship," and, and she's like, "No, I'm I'm no good. You know, there's always somebody else better than me." And I said, "Well, that's the same way that I am with leather work.
1: Right.
0: I'm like, if I start thinking that I'm good, well, geez, you get humbled. And there's always oh. somebody better. There's always yeah. something to learn. There be, you know, I teach kids, teach kids um, on Tuesdays and. You might learn something from a kid. It might be like they had a mistake or something that they done, but you might learn something from that mistake that, well, shoot, I could do it like that instead. Yeah. So you can learn from anybody, no matter where they're at in life or whatever stage they are and um, whatever discipline And heck,
1: you might be learning what not to do too, you know, like – yeah, exactly. I, not that I've yep. bounced around a ton, but I've worked for a few different places and they worked around enough. So everywhere I went, I've, de- I've learned something, 100%. And right. some places yep. I've gone, I haven't learned anything that I used today. All I learned was what I don't want to do and what I don't want to be like. And other places, you pick exactly. up how you want to yep. do something or, and little intricacies and, and different ways to change how you're doing stuff. The same thing you're already doing, but how to change it to make it just a little bit better. I mean, everywhere, doesn't matter who you're riding with, you can always learn something. And like that, it might be exactly. something you don't want to do in some way you don't want to be like, but you can learn something.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's exactly. I had a boy tell me when I was just getting started. He said, stop in at every saddle shop that you can find. And he says... Uh, You'll you'll learn something at every one of them. It might be something that you learn not to do, but you will learn something at yep. every one of them. And it's the same way with horsemanship. Every guy that you talk to, they might have found found out something by accident or you know whatever, but you can always learn something. Whoever and
1: just around. by watching too, it might not ever be something you're. Told, oh yeah, but you might watch a guy. And
2: yep.
1: See. Wow, his horses ride around really well. And then when he's kind of picking on one and training on one, you see what he's doing with his hands, what, with his feet, and be like, oh, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, guy I yeah. learned from didn't show me how yeah. to do it like that, but now I can just see. And, you know, there's something to keeping your mouth closed and your really? eyes open, too.
0: Exactly. The, yep. So, do a man point yep. your ears. <laughs>
1: My dad always (laughs) said, you know why God gave you two ears and one mouth? So you can listen twice as much as you talk.
0: Yep. That's another thing, too. You go day working for someone or Brandon or whatever. There's a, you know, that guy in the back of the the bunch that don't say two words to anybody. That's the guy to pay attention to because he knows what he's doing but he's not going to be a showboat and he's not going to be a loud mouth to try to tell you how to do your your job. He just does his job. And if you're lucky and, and you got some manners and, and you know how to go about asking questions, you can kind of start, you start out small. You might just ask him something pretty dang simple and he'll chew on it for a while. And he, he might tell you he might not, but at least he knows that you're, you know, you see what he's doing. And and you got enough respect to ask him.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. It's the a a lot of times it's the older quiet guys that got the bent up hats and the old saddles and all that. And those are the guys to watch because it's quiet. It's quiet. It might be slow, but it is efficient. They're gonna throw out throw half that many loops, and none of their loops are gonna be fancy but they're going to catch on 90% of their loops and come right out of the pen, and you hardly even notice that they're there. So everything quiet and efficient. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I've been pretty fortunate to ride with some real handy guys. And I've rode with some Gaunsels, too, but... He, he, he. You just point your ears and, and you watch everybody and keep your mouth shut, especially in new places, you know. You, you go in there and you do your job. Don't say anything to anybody. Be respectful. And one of them old boys might single you out and, and compliment you on something. And you go to a new place and somebody gives you a compliment on your horse or, or you're roping or anything like that. That's pretty oh, damn huge for
1: me. When no one has any – Preconceived notions about you. Your name doesn't mean anything where you're at. Yeah, and you get a, a genuine yep. compliment from someone. I mean, that that is a
0: well. A... You kind of cut out on a series.
1: Hey, Corey, can you? Yeah, now I can. You kind yeah, cut out for a minute, though. Out, so I'm, back. I'm, I'm on cell phone oh. service and not Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. What, Andy? This dang 45-mile-per-hour <laughs> winds the last couple of days probably caught up to us. <laughs> down the power line somewhere. Yeah, it hasn't been. Right no, now. it has not. This morning, it was... 17 <laughs> degrees with 30 mile per hour winds, and it was plum cold. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, oh, that yeah. wind will go yeah, right no through. You.
1: What you wear, either. No, yeah, couldn't stay warm as hard as you tried.
0: Yeah, geez, Monday, I guess. Boy, I just wasn't too upset about not getting called for some day work out oh. there. Walked outside, like I said, 50, 60 mile an hour
1: winds, and you guys were working in the trails. Yeah, that's
0: that's fine with me. Yeah, trying to that. read
1: brands is so hard, because the wind's blowing, you can hardly keep your eyes open. Oh, yeah. It was, it was yeah. cold the last two days, but looks like we're going to get some warm weather at the end of the week, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's it. So, just for the listeners, I guess if we ever get any, um we're we're up here, broadest Montana, s- southeastern Montana, and it is then uh, March, I guess it is. Corson's full time day yep. worker nowadays. Yep. Day worker, cult starter.
1: Yeah, uh, moved out here uh, from. Oregon, a little over a year ago now, and kind of found a home and trying to make something work for ourselves. Yeah, you like it out here. I do, it's different country. I mean, um, out here it's pretty flat, and trees can be hard to come by, and it's dry and hot in the winter <laughs> in the summers, and it's cold and dry in the winters with lots of wind um and like where we come from on the west coast of oregon heck it hardly ever gets below 35 degrees and never gets above 90 degrees and we're in the mountains and it's yeah. rain year round and it's different but um you know i i do like it and that's why we stuck around because yeah it's different than anywhere i've been but especially the community of us, it's a it's a small little town yeah. run on the backs of guys that run cows and and that, that's a nice nice thing to be a part of, especially in today's age where the rest of the world's kind of going crazy and yeah. you know, nothing's really changed here. So,
0: you know, and the, and the cool thing about broadest, and I mean, there's little towns all over the country like this, but um, the, what I really liked was you don't have to run cows, you don't have to be a cowboy to understand. Cowboy, yeah. you know, a lot of these kids going through high school and stuff and they might not have been on a horse in their life, but they might have come out and helped somebody brand. and if They know, you know, branding in and, and sorting cattle and everything and they know it and respect it. It's not like you run into somebody and they have no right. idea. You know, they 98% of the people around here have yeah. done it.
1: It's one way or fashion. They're involved in the production events you know whether it's the wrestling yeah. crew or the truck drivers or the vets and the vet techs and um you know family their family has a place i mean everyone is involved in some uh, in some way and so everyone has a mutual respect and understanding yeah. for each other which which is really nice Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: I actually moved here about uh, two years ago now from Nebraska. And like I said, I was fifth generation on that place and grew up in the Sandhills. And I moved up here. And the first summer, I got here in Maine, first summer, it just must not be a summer at all, you know, just one of them Indian summers or something, you know. Never got hot. Well, it was 90 degrees, but it was dry heat. I go home and it's ninety degrees or eighty degrees even, and you know ninety percent humidity. Man, I about died. Step out of your pickup and it just hits you. You can't get away from yeah. it. But yeah, it, it, and even even the winters, you know, I, I all my ex, her folks was up there by Fallon, and we'd come up from Nebraska up here, you know, hunting and whatever during the winter and the one time i went out and i had you know a heavy sweater on and stuff but everybody's shaking wanting to get back inside and shoot i i thought you know like 20 above at least is pretty decent out we get back in the house and it's like it was like zero or 15 below or something like that but there wasn't right. any humidity so i i dig this weather man it's it never gets that hot. The temperature might say it's that hot, but it's not miserable hot. I lived in Oklahoma too, eastern Oklahoma. I done my uh, basic training in Fort Sill and AIT in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And the only place worse than eastern Oklahoma is eastern Missouri, <laughs> as far as I've been.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was one thing we were kind of worried about our first Montana winter because, like I said, it. with the the moisture it was cold here so even when it got to negative ten fifteen below that feels like twenty degrees back home because of how cold the moisture in there and the humidity and so it's, it's warm or cold here I guess but when that wind blows it's not warm. That's for sure. Yeah the wind ain't real friendly no matter where you're at. yeah that's the yeah
0: I, could, I sure like it out here. But, and a lot of people ask me, you know, what made you move the broadest? Well, a lot of it was I'd be on my way to Fallon up to the, the X's, and I'd I'd always pass Bell Fusion, stop in here, at Alderman's and Alderman's. So I might not know them. Well, actually, I didn't know anybody, obviously. But you pull up to the to the pump and like the one day there's someone i can't even remember who it was now i know i talked to him since but um feeling up the school bus shoot i sit there and talk to him for 15 20 minutes never met him before in my life they, you know this is my kind of town it reminds me of home a lot
1: yeah yeah
0: you go up to a perfect stranger and sit there and bs for a while and, and you know when i grew up in burwell nebraska is where i grew up and Small town, small community, that's, that's the only way to grow up, I think.
1: Yeah, and, and I grew up significantly different. I grew up in the capital of Oregon, Salem, graduated high, my high school. I had about 2,000 kids, and our graduating class was 500. And can remember me and my best friend sitting there at graduation and them reading the kid's name off and say he went there for four years and I'd never seen him in my life. Uh, so I grew up way different. And, yeah and they, uh, we love Broadus because it's yeah, it's not we've, I've lived in small communities before here for sure but this is probably the closest we've ever became in a small community and, and the people and everyone's been pretty genuine and good to us and we've made and good friends and people I think I'll be friends with for a long time oh yeah like minded individuals if you will
0: yeah, you know, you move so many different places and you're always just a name, you know, mm-hmm. here. You, you're kind of from here. But that brings me to my next point. I've talked to several people about this. But bouncing around, you know, I, like I said, I bounced in Oklahoma and Nebraska, Wyoming a little bit, Colorado. and Up here. And why is it that some people after being there, let's say, just see. Four or five years, you're from there. And other people, they might be there
1: 10 years, but they'll never be from there. Yeah, that's a a good question. I mean, you know, I think all these small communities, Mm -hmm. there's obviously your different cliques, right? I mean, like here, you kind of got the more cowboy guys, and then you have your team roping People and then the farmer. I mean, there's just the different clicks, but there's also the click that no one's gonna be able to break into unless you're born, raised, went to high school. There just there is that, and they they got all the dirt. Yeah, on you. Is what the deal is. not. I don't necessarily <laughs> think it's a bad thing, and and all that, but you know, there there is something to it that.
0: Uh, I think a lot of it's just you, you fit in good somewhere. And, you know, even being here, like I said, I've been here two years and somebody new come in the town. You might have thought I'd been here all my life, but I just fit into the right. community. I might not know everybody, but I know yeah. a lot of people, you know. And, but then, you know, there, there's people that they might be there five or 10 years and it, and somebody asked them, well, who's that? Well, that's so-and-so. They're from Colorado, and they moved here up this country. A lot of it's either California or Minnesota, I guess. Um, they, they, well, they live here, but they're from wherever. And other people, they might be here five years. And, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. That's good old boy, you know,
1: from here. Yeah, that's a concerned. good question. I don't know. I don't know it. I mean, I guess, like from the the job I took when we moved out here, it it's like forty three miles, I believe, from town out there. But that road, as you know, is rough as get out. So it takes about an hour to get into town. So like it was shoot six seven months before I even met anybody hardly, because we didn't trade much help sure. with any neighbors or yeah. anything. So, I mean, if I didn't get in with the people I guess I got in with, I mean, no one would have known me or anything else either. Like, if I hadn't really? known Russ, because we passed each other on the road one time, and I was taking a pee break, and he pulled over to make sure I wasn't broken down, <laughs> and we got to talking, and then I saw him at the yeah. one sale in town, then he introduced me to you. But, heck, that was all six seven months sure. after we moved here so I mean it, it would have been yeah. really easy Sophia yeah. and I were both really social people and we like to go to town and, and interact and have a good time and our son likes to go hang out with other kids obviously but um
0: what, what you mean is everybody likes to go oh, to the bar yeah. and
1: socialize shout out to the Big Sky Bar in <laughs> Bross, Montana if you're ever passing through it's a, it's a great great watering hole yeah Hey, Boy, oh, yeah, there's a We've good been customer
0: through. service. They do. And good food. Probably yeah, hey, best that's food good. in town, too. Yeah, maybe maybe Heck, they'll be our sponsor. We might
1: have to talk to management.
0: I, I bet we could at least get one free, free drinks, beer out yeah. of the deal. Free drink life. Yeah, I, I'm going to stick with one beer for now. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Maybe, maybe if we get. World famous.
1: <laughs> they might give it. Fear. Oh yeah. Well, all you got to do is time going there at the right time when some of the old time cowboys are there, and you don't need to buy drinks anyways. Oh yeah. <laughs> they buy all your drinks for you. Oh yeah. Great.
0: Yeah, they like telling stories. They don't want you to leave either. Just keep on buying exactly. drinks and stick
1: around. Exactly. They all either got their younger.
0: Yep, I'm here. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay, cut out there for a little bit. Oh, I was back. those what old diners,
1: they'll sit around and talk to you for as long as you want to. It seems like they always got Oh, yeah. They enjoy talking to the, the younger guys. That, you know, they, they relive their glory days, which is what we're trying to live right now. And, and then they enjoy talking to people like us.
2: You know, and there's another point there too. Is that, like I said, I traveled around a little bit. I know you have too, but you know, shit, I'm 31 years old, and there's a lot of places. I'm the youngest Oh, absolutely. Guy to the yep. Yep. And there's there's a big generation gap between me and the next set of guys. That, you know, they yep. might be in the 50s, and then for me, there might be another
1: another bunch of kids that are. Fifteen, sixteen, but they ain't their brother. It's a <laughs> yeah. free bears. Yeah, No, it's, uh, you know, I, I hear about it, like, um, my buddy going back to Robert Borba again, he went, he's from kind of central California in the mountains there, and uh, he went back for like six weeks last winter, and all the people that, and he's in his mid-30s, all the people that he grew up day working for and whatnot, there's no guys that are my age in their mid twenties that want to are day working anymore. So all yeah. Robert's friends that are in their mid thirties yeah. that they, the old guys have been using for coming on 20 years now are still the same day help they have. Cause there's nobody young that wants to do it.
0: Right. Know? Yeah. There's a big generation gap in between us that, I don't, man. If you find a kid with a work ethic anymore, you better hire him, <laughs> give him some cows or something to keep him around. Because
2: there just no. ain't, yeah. ain't many kids that do it
0: now. There's not. Even, even you know, I, I have people that want to come help in the sour shop a little bit. They might show up for a few days, and and you know, and that's time off off a my pay to teach him something and show up for a few days and then they're gone it, it ain't no they'll oh, see you later or I got something else going yeah. on they're just the no call no. yeah
1: no. I mean there ain't nothing over no. there that. and, and that, that's the thing like, you know I've been building fence I know you've helped them too but uh, a guy named John Olson has a fencing crew and, and it pays a fair wage you know to go do man labor it's better than most and yeah. guys like us we have our own things going on and he can't find anybody to help him none of the high school kids nobody and he says you know i can't hire depend on people that are young because they just don't show up he said they don't call me in the morning they just don't show yeah. up and he's like so i gotta rely on people that if they say yep. they're going to be there, they're going to be there, but they have their own things going, so they might only be there once or twice a week, and it, and I think that's a right. I, I just don't get it because
0: no, I I just brought up different. Well, even this last week, I went and helped John. I helped him one day and end up getting kind of a deadline deal and worked all night and I got about an hour sleep and I was still there in the morning and I still did my. Full yeah. day's job, I think he's just dumbfounded that somebody's right. dumb yeah, enough to do that. Things. You <laughs> say you're going to be there, you got to be there. Yeah, I told the guy I'd be there, he and might I might be hungry or
1: sick, whatever, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd rather have somebody hung over and actually show exactly. up and somebody just ghost me.
1: Exactly, it's not hard to call someone. And tell them you can't be there if something does come up because I get there's emergencies and all that, but it's not, it's not hard to pick up a phone and, well, and let I them know just, what's going on. Yeah, the whole
0: text messaging thing just made people chicken. That
1: ships. is the truth. A lot of people will say stuff over yeah. a phone that they won't tell to your face.
2: That's,
1: yep, that's a problem in today's world. Yeah. That's a, You're not that much younger than I. What are you, twenty three, four?
0: Twenty yeah. four. Uh, you probably never had to call call your girlfriend's house and talk to their old man for a half hour before you get to talk to your girlfriend.
1: Ah, you? uh, no, I haven't. Nope.
0: That was. D, you're that messing was... up, man. You got to have some
2: social
1: skills yeah, to do that. That was before before my time. Like by the time I hit middle, yeah. end, pretty much everyone had cell phones.
0: Yeah. That's it. I think I was a junior or senior in high school before I had a cell phone. and that was just
1: a flip phone thing.
0: Yeah, but you didn't text anybody; you still text called them.
1: Paying the ass on those flip phones.
0: I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually did for a while. were a few years ago, I went back to the flip phone because I didn't want to uh, on oh, Facebook and all this other crap. We got people calling me or. Messaging me all the time asking questions about this and that, which is fine. I enjoy talking to people, but it got to where it's taking up so much of my time. So I just went back to the flip phone so I wouldn't get any of the messages. Well, you can't hardly type anything on them anymore. So I'd end up, instead of taking, you know, five minutes after I get a message to answer a question, I'd end up on my computer at at night until one o'clock answering everybody's question then it kind of defeated the purpose
1: yeah it's uh it's a different world today
0: it is man i was in high school i had old 1974 that thing run like a rape date man but i'd still I'd, i'd have to call my buddy and probably talked to his old man or his mom for 15 minutes before I finally got to talk to him and tell him, you know, where we was meeting to go drink beer and do stupid stuff. And then you tell, okay, let's meet it. At that time, there's two gas stations. Oh, I think it still is. There's two gas stations in the town and one grocery store. And that's it. So, I mean, you could find somebody, but they were always in the country, you know hunting or whatever he was doing but you had to tell him okay at you know nine o'clock i'll meet you at the co-op <laughs> so you you might get there 15 minutes early and you still sat around for 15 minutes before somebody showed up but you didn't dare leave because that's
1: where they told you to meet you
0: right
1: yeah it's uh yeah i don't know there's something to just doing what you say
0: Oh, yeah. You get you get one shot with me, you know, and I used to cut trees and stuff for, um you know, I'd hire somebody, and same way with John. He got the same problem I had, you know, be there at this time, and that's when I expect you to be there. If you're not there, then it's taking time out of my day because I don't know if you're in a ditch or, you know, what's going on. So I got to sit there and try to figure out where the heck you are. Make sure you ain't dead. When when, it, when a text or anything, you know, I don't care. If you, I don't care if you told me you got stabbed or something. Like, Give me yeah, some kind I mean, of an excuse.
1: Well, that that's just the thing that, the, like we talked about a little bit ago, the texting. You can text things that aren't true or whatnot. Say things over text. But at the same time, a text at 5 o'clock in the morning when you're supposed to be there at 8 o'clock is better than just not showing up. at least the guy has a couple hours to figure out, okay, do I need to cancel my day? Can I call someone else? Like, try and come up with some sort of a plan just to not show up. It doesn't get much more chicken shit than
0: that. No, It's not. Like I said, I mean, it takes time out of my day because I got to figure out if you're dead on the road somewhere or you're just being a lazy piece of shit laying in bed.
1: No, it's, uh... and I mean, I think that that's one thing that day working for a living, I I know you've done it and I've done it too. If you're not true to your word and you're not where you say you are when you say you're going to be there, well, then you can't feed yourself or your family. Like, we don't have the exactly. option yeah. to do that. If I have someone that I work for yeah. Yeah. a couple times a week and then I screw them over once or twice, well, I'm probably not going to have that work anymore. And now all of a sudden you're out a thousand bucks a month, which is a when you're only making $2,500, yeah. $3,000, a thousand bucks is a big deal.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, but but going back to the small town oh, yeah. thing people you talk you know it, it, if you can't be trusted to show up on time you're not going to get anywhere because you, you, you get that bad rap which I mean yeah, you deserve no, it if you're sure. going to be like that but small towns you can't be doing that anyway. I mean you shouldn't do it period but small towns talk and it don't take long for you to get it where no, you can't get no, any work at all.
1: No, and even it, it goes the other way too. Uh, with people that are looking for help, you treat people bad, and you don't mm-hmm. you tell people stuff and don't deliver on what you tell them, and you make deals with. It goes the same way. Pretty soon, people that need help can't find help, and it it goes both ways for sure.
2: Oh yeah,
0: man, I, I've been around. You know, I've worked for my, been pretty fortunate to work for myself most of my life, either the shop or breaking horses or day working or cutting trees or fencing, whatever I've been doing. You know, I, I don't like working under anybody if I can help it. But, you know, it, just like you're saying, you, you can't be doing that. If you got a good reputation, you got a good reputation no matter what you do. You know, you put in the hours, you do the best do the job to the best of your ability, you're going to get more jobs.
1: Warren, it's all word of mouth. You know? Ismay doesn't own shit. I can call people and say, hey, I'm looking for work, and they can make two, three phone calls and call them back and say, guys says they'll hire you. Purely based off what someone else says about you. And and it's the same thing with making saddles, you know. It's I tell someone I really like your saddle, and you got it to me when you said you're gonna get to me and all that, and then they order from it. I mean, it's just so much of it is word of mouth, and not yeah, not resumes don't mean to me. Resumes oh, don't yeah. mean anything because you can write and write it yeah, and make it look so pretty and all that, but. That doesn't mean you're worth a shit.
0: Right. Yeah. There's, oh man, there, there's so many, you know, especially these ranch jobs, it seems like. And I know you've probably been on a few, and they'll call you and they'll tell you, you know, they're looking for a cowboy and everything's all cowboy. So you get there, and you go to sell your horse that first order. Are you there? Can we, get the
2: generator? we don't have gas for it. Well, we can't sleep here right It's gonna be too cold. Okay.
1: I don't really know what you.
0: I want you to be done with this so we can take care of the bigger problem.
1: I don't think there's anything we can do for the bigger problem. What? Are you there, Corey? I don't think there's anything we can do for the problem. Can
0: you go check try the big breaker
1: box right now? Yeah, do you know where it is? No. Okay, well, we need to find it.
0: You need to find it.
1: There's a lot of finger pointing yes, there is. and directions. Yes, there is. Why don't here. we all just cuddle together for warmth? Okay, I'm working on it. No, you're not. Sophia, this is all recorded. Okay. Do you want all our listeners to hear you talk to me like this? Okay. You got me now. There
0: you are. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I was just saying that. Uh, okay. We'll get off of here. It's been about an hour, I guess, but.
1: Um, yeah. You got I your got family ideas. take care yeah, of. We got a power out apparently. Yeah, right? Sophia says it's too cold to stay in this house if you don't have power, so. Well, you. Oh, no. Well, you guys can uh, steal Sophia's my down, I guess. Find but... I was looking and it, it just has like a trim, like, so you can trim out all that the empty audio and kind of stuff. So, oh, sure. But, okay.
0: but, heck yeah, dude. Well, um, I might end up later because I think you can add some, like, yeah. add a segment or whatever and do like right. a closing.
1: Let's figure it out. Bill. This was fun.
0: Oh, All right, man. You do we'll you.
1: Talk to you later. But
0: right,
2: you bet. Talk to you later.